Yep. Yep. I think so. It's all on, it's all on, it's all on. We're good to go. All right, hey everyone, welcome back to Quality Matters. I'm your hostess, Darcy Chambers. I'm Kyle Chambers. And we have another special guest here from the Doug Midcontinent Conference. Um, we stopped and talked to Katie Salee with Aris Wellsite Services. Yes. Okay, so this was fun. We just... In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. She was talking to Kyle. Kyle totally understood what she was saying, and he, she handed him a little sample, which he's going to include pictures of oh in the my show gosh. notes. And I had no idea what they were talking about. So I said, explain this to me. So explain it to us. Sure. <laughs> so thanks for having me. Um, so what Airs Wellsite does is silica dust control on hydraulic fracturing sites. Mm -hmm. I always like to say we save lives, mm -hmm. um, which makes our job really fun. Um, but safety matters. And ultimately, silica is a human carcinogen, and it's on every frac site that uses some kind of sand propant. So as the sand moves from the trucks upon delivery, um, through the different mechanisms to get it down whole, that mm -hmm. sand be can become airborne. Mm -hmm. That airborne sand is inhaled into our lungs. I think it's somewhere around three microns. Well, at two and a half microns, things can move in and out of your bloodstream freely. And oh, really? So what happens is it gets into the deepest, darkest, smallest parts of your lungs. So this isn't just sand that you out. can cough up. No. Okay. No. It's invisible. You cannot see it. Gets into your lungs, creates scar tissue. That scar tissue can create a whole host of problems. Silicosis, okay. cancer, kidney d mm -hmm. problems. Um, it's really, it's really nasty stuff. Yeah. So when she was showing the samples, I said, I don't know what I'm looking at. It looked like a empty little vial is what maybe yeah, two like inches tall. Yeah, 99.999% empty. It was yes. clear and empty. I said, I don't know what I'm looking at. She says, because there's hardly anything in there. And so to help me understand, that was OSHA's limit eight for hour. eight hours. Was yes. What the um, guys could inhale as they were moving the through. So, mm -hmm. Oh, the Pell. Pell. And permissible that? exposure limit. That's right. Permi okay. And so... You know, this is more for the guys working, or the girls, working mm -hmm. with the sand. Me, as a person just walking through town, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Right. Now, there are all sorts of controversy in the world that if you're living close to a frac site, or if you live close to a sand mine, that over time, that it can become airborne and reach you. Mm -hmm. But what we're really worried about, and what Eris is focused about today, is the workers that are on the hydraulic fracturing sites day mm -hmm. in and day out mm -hmm. exposed to this stuff. You know there's a portion of that sand and dust that you can cough out, right? Because right. it's bigger. Right. But it's the invisible tiny stuff yeah. that breaks. And see, that was my initial thought when I looked at this. I'm like, that is not much sand. I I, I pluck more sand than that out of my eye. Right. But, I mean, <laughs> this isn't much. That's right. It's really, really small. And so OSHA implemented the stricter standard in 2016. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But for our industry, for hydraulic fracturing, it has a phased-in approach. And so every June has become a more stringent target ah. that it's getting harder and harder so what's okay. coming up in june of 2020 mm -hmm. just almost what seven months away right um is that the 
um, medical surveillance. So, so OSHA recognizes that you need to be medically surveilled if you're exposed to more than 50 right now, 50 right. micrograms per day. And you do that with industrial hygiene testing to establish a baseline. In June of 2020, they say at 25, so it's the action level. So it cuts it in half. You need to be medically surveilled. Now, a lot of folks listening probably have to and half don't understand the difference in, you know, the Pell and the action mm-hmm. limit. Um, can you give a little bit of explanation on that? For sure. Us? So, um, the permissible exposure level, mm-hmm. Pell, mm-hmm. is established by OSHA of the allowable limit of a uh, exposure factor, whether it be chemical or anything. Um, and there are pellets for all sorts of things, from noise levels right. to lead, like you name it. Asbestos, I mean, yeah. any, any any kind of chemical hazard. Anything dangerous. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so they have established 50. Mm-hmm. Now, before June 2016, it was 100. Okay. So they cut it in half, but then they also established an action level, which comes from um, a uh, it's NCC uh, IH. Um, <clears throat> it's from the CDC. Okay. They okay. say the action level or the recommended level really is that 25. Gotcha. And the action level is where they have to start doing the medical testing. Right. As they of have June to put prevention plans mm-hmm. in place. That's right. Like okay. They have to do something to help the folks. That's right. You have to have an exposure plan. How are you going to handle the hazard? So does that, I mean, so now our companies that have these employees, are they going to have to keep the records on how all their employees yes. were? So, oh, okay. the, so OSHA says you have to keep it for the employee's tenure. Mm-hmm. So however long they work plus an additional 30 years. Yep. Oh, wow. Because this is a long latency period. Um, exposure equals disease, but it's going to take some time. Wow. Yeah. They're and really so serious about what it. What kind of medical testing do they have to have to satisfy OSHA? So they have to have the chest x-ray that is by a NIOSH B reader, which is a very tough certification to get, as I understand, by a radiologist. And there's not very many of them in the United States. And so the medical surveillance... So being, kids, if you're listening, this is a career to go into. Yes, so this is the way to go. So it's a difficult, you know, sometimes job to find the certified B readers. Yeah. You also have to have lung function tests, um, respirator fit tests, all sorts of different So this is going to be physicals. a big cost. Yes. For the oil industry. Though. Yes, and especially as you consider right. turnover uh, in our industry, which is you know usually pretty high. Um, so every person that you have to hire, you bring in, you're going to have to have a baseline yep. and then a repeat in every so many and years. And file storage Files, for all those right. people. It's yeah. not like you got the same 20 employees working for you for 20 or 30 That's years. Right. They're, they're turning over pretty quick. That's right. No, wow. that's fascinating. That's fascinating. And so then you were talking about the respirators that they have to wear mm-hmm. and how all the guys like to have a beard, like Kyle, uh, and that it. causes a problem with a seal. Right. Okay, so I can't even remember. Explain to me, what you're, even in the perfect ideal environment with a good right. seal, no beard, everything's happening the right way. What were you telling me? So in a half-face respirator has mm-hmm. a what's called a protection factor of 10. Uh-huh. So these these respirators are guaranteed to work up to 500 micrograms per day of exposure. Now, that's assuming you're changing your filters, as you should, and you have a perfect seal. So our company has done thousands of IH samples on frac sites where we have seen without some sort of engineering control like we offer Mm -hmm. that you can exceed that protection factor of those respirators in less than an hour. And so you might have a perfect seal, you might have clean filters, you're wearing 
wearing it appropriately. You've got to but there's just it more than it can protect. There's just yes. more than it can protect. And so you could go to a full face respirator or Ugh. a supplied air respirator. Ugh. But working in Texas, <laughs> you know, those are so fun. hot and so <laughs> cumbersome. <laughs> They're not fun. Midland, Odessa, that's exactly what they want. Right. Oh. I mean, it, it was so difficult to convince anybody. I mean, then you're worried about heat stress too, right? Yeah. yeah. So you just have to yeah. be really careful. So okay. So you mentioned IH several times. What is that? So it's industrial hygiene. It is okay. the science of um, establishing how much exposure risk uh, the people have. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, so that. Hey, le- oh, I okay. got a question here before we go on too <laughs> further. So what you're talking about here that is especially dangerous is a very different type sand than actually even what goes down the hole or than what you'd find at the beach. Like this is an incredibly, incredibly fine dust. Right. Um, is this something that they separate out before they put it down hole? Or do you, what do you know about that? So if you think about, um, I think we all have heard maybe mesh sizes, right? Mm-hmm. So 40, 70, we're, but we've moved into these. As micro- of yesterday, I've okay, heard well, of these. Good, good. <laughs> you're an expert. Um, and so the industry has trended to using a whole lot more sand than we used to, you know, in the early 2000s, uh-huh. to using a lot smaller sand. Okay. So the sand is, is like 100 mesh, 200 mesh. I mean, I've heard of 400 mesh jobs, which is smaller and smaller and smaller. So, so when you start small uh-huh. and you mo- make it move from uh-huh. different points, it's going to break incrementally smaller. Because, right, it's the sharp mm-hmm. edges that are breaking off as it tumbles mm-hmm. down a conveyor belt. Okay. So, so compare that to, like, sand on the beach. What? So sand any? on the beach you, is visible. You can see the individual right. grains, right? What I'm talking about is invisible. Right. And then you don't have the pneumatic, you don't have the artificial movement of that sand, right? Okay. So it's not being forced by air or and gravity to airborne. move. Right. And that's what's causing the problem. Okay. And the um, but journey it's you get so on small. the sand on the beach would take an enormous amount of time compared to... Right going in and out and not to mention things. you know the sand on the beach has been wet recently right right maybe right. it's the tide so maybe it's float. the rain so it's and the sand on the frack down. side has been dried and condensed and uh-huh. then moved that so. makes sense interesting okay well that makes a lot of difference because when i first looked at it that was my response like well this, this is upsetting that it's this tiny amount i mean yeah, my Kyle, gosh i think i thought we were gonna have like a yeah cage fight but over here i wasn't podcast. thinking about the uh <laughs> well you mentioned about the, the microns yes, on it it's really really um, small is, stuff that make that does that makes an incredible difference because mm-hmm. that's where you get into the uh you know silicosis and all of these problems that you know we used to have in a lot of uh, american manufacturing mm-hmm. right that we got rid of 50 years ago okay. and so it's a, a great opportunity for these terrible things to come back again unfortunately well, and i'm and, oh, sorry and to give our listeners an idea you had mentioned that these grains of sand like if i took a strand of hair out that we could put 15 grains wide wide on my, on not one not width not of length hair. on the width right oh so wow. it's invisible what, it is that's what we're talking about not yeah. visible yeah. to the naked are. eye yeah and our industry has a has a, a tendency occasionally of like it's not dusty, it looks good to me, but mm-hmm. you can't see it, so well, you know gotcha. it's happening. And but I you can't, can't even see remember it. who we spoke to yesterday on one of That's our podcasts. Point. Talked about you know sand and litigation involving the sand, and they mentioned the beach. And so I think education is important so that people understand what's coming, what's going on. So explain what your company does, Aris Wellsite Services. I mm-hmm. want to make sure I say yes. it right. And so you guys are working to help with this situation. That's right. So we have a proprietary um, technology, but effectively, if I kind of dumb it down, it's a giant semi-trailer size HEPA vacuum. 
Mm-hmm. And so we hook it up in a certain way wow. to protect. So every time that sand moves, we're able to capture that sand before it's released in the general atmosphere oh. and consequently your lungs. It also helps with the capital equipment that's on site. Because if you can imagine uh-huh. having all of that sand and dust go into the engines, it has mm-hmm. the wear uh-huh. parts of the engines yeah. and affects the capital lives as well. well. And so you would capture all the light stuff and leave the heavier particles that's right. in the air. Ah, so I like y'all it. keep it enclosed. We do until it needs to be used. And, right until it goes downhole. Yeah. Yes. So even as it's going down, like it never becomes airborne, or is there a point at which it exits? If it <clears throat> becomes airborne, it's going into our vacuum, not into the general environment. Okay. Okay. So it's totally enclosed. Yes. Yeah, so you know, and nothing that you would be vacuuming out would be useful for any other operate for any operation at all. That's right. Yeah, it's 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 l- softer and smaller than talcum powder. The really? consistency of what we get. So we're not wasting any kind of sand that should go downhole. No. This is just the small what they call fines, the breakage. I, I think this is is huge. Here's why I think this is huge because I've heard a lot of terrible talk and clearly been guilty of the same thinking. Um, <laughs> Ah, uh, we get another little ding dong bubble. I'll this cut this out, out in a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, take your seats. The conference will resume in a few minutes. Yay. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, because I hear these stories. I'm sure lots of other people listening hear these stories about the horrible requirements that are being put on these truckers going out there, and that it's just you know these uh, environmentalists or the OSHA trying to run down the industry. Um, which, if you assume s- sand like you get on the beach, right. and the kind of dust that I would get if my kids are playing in the sandbox and throw sand in the air, completely merited. But what you're talking about here is that literally it is completely invisible, truly invisible. It is. The human eye cannot see things that small. Right. Which and then makes it easier to get into your place. Yes, and then it right. gets, it so it this is an side. unseen um, hazard, truly unseen hazard that can cause problems for the rest of your life if not kill you quickly yeah and and the unfortunate thing is is we get a lot of pushback occasionally from people who've been in the industry for 20 30 years and they're like mm-hmm. well i'm not sick yet what are you talking about it's not you know this is a the, yeah. your, your fear mongering right but from what you mentioned yeah. here and what i've heard other folks talking about in this conference is they're using more and more and more and more fine 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 yes. sand and they're doing it a lot more fracking used to be just a fraction of the process it's the key process in texas you got it you're preaching to the choir (laughs) (laughs) no so but this does this all makes sense i think this is important information for folks to have i think it's important that we share it because our listeners know that we're not these kind of fear-mongering people no and we kind of dig deep and look into the facts and even like Kyle mentioned even when we first started talking to you y'all were kind of having a little yeah, bit I'm of like, argument this is, I said no ah, save it for the podcast because yeah. <laughs> he was mad that OSHA had such a low yeah, tolerance like, and but she again, was like no but it has to be and now yeah, the understanding it, it makes sense it, it makes complete sense because there's probably more particles in that tiny vial, which I'm going to have posted, than could be in a sandbox the size of this table. And 100%. You, t- you probably need to take a picture or a little video of the talcum powder vial that she the has to show. Oh. Or collected dust. Yeah, yeah it shows okay. how fine it is. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get that here in a little bit. We'll yeah. do that. Yeah. that. That'll be fun. No, this is this is fascinating. I, yeah. I, I, I love having my opinion changed on things. <laughs> I do. This is fascinating. I, I'm, I'm very, very glad we... Uh, we got the chance to sit down and do this. So other than the vacuum service, is, uh, what else do you all offer? How so do you help folks out? We also have...
have an IH consultancy. Okay. And so really our goal there is to help companies navigate the new ruling and mm-hmm. compliance. Okay. So how do you be in compliance? How do you establish that awesome safety culture where people really are passionate about saving lives um, and you know improving the well site working conditions? And, and how far outside of uh, what well site issues do y'all, y'all go with that uh, IH consultancy? Is y'all stick strictly to the well site or do you branch out into more broad industrial safety? I mean, we can. Our focus really is the frack site. That's okay. our workspace. That's our home. And yeah. that's where we're passionate about really kind of changing people's minds like we did I, yours. That, yeah, it, it didn't, didn't take much. And so you said y'all are out of Tulsa, but you work. Yes, we have, ma- we have offices and yards in all the major basins across the United States. Oh, good. Okay. Good. No, I, I think that's it. I, I'm I'm good. This was uh, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks Thank for you so much, us. Darcy and Kyle. <laughs> Thank right. you. Appreciate it. Tell him to film you, not me. Huh? Tell him to film you, not me. <laughs> I don't think we have a choice. <laughs> We're all in. <laughs> what up? She said, don't film her. (laughs) Just make sure she's out of the shot. (laughs) Knock it. Gently. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to set a little timer.